Hi, this is Jim Brangenberg, the host of the I Work For Him radio show. Thanks for listening to the I Work For Him podcast, where we discuss our workplace as our mission field. The live version of our show can be heard each weekday afternoon at 3 p.m. Eastern on AM 570 and 910 WTBN, locally in the Tampa Bay area, and worldwide on the web at letstalkfaith.com or iHeartRadio. Our website, iWorkForHim.com, has great resources on how you can learn about how your workplace can be your mission field. And also check out the sponsors that bring you the radio show each and every day. And while you're there on I Work For Him, click on the I Work For Him Nation flag and prayerfully consider joining the I Work For Him Nation. Join thousands around the globe praying for their coworkers and employees by name each and every day. That's IWorkForHim.com, IWork, the number four, Him.com. Remember, your workplace is your mission field, and in that mission field, you may be the only Jesus your coworkers and employees may ever meet. Thanks again for listening. I hope this broadcast will make an impact on your life so that you'll never look at your workplace the same again. Let's get to today's show. You've tuned into the fastest one hour in Christian Talk Radio. Thanks for listening to I Work For Him today. As you're listening to us in so many different ways, however you hear the show today, just know that we've prayed before the show that something we say will impact your life. And we've prayed, I, I, every day I pray that when we go on the air Something that we talk about will cause you to dig deeper into your faith and connecting what you learn on Sunday with what you do in your nine to five. Whatever that nine to five looks like, could be 11 to three, could be seven to three, could be whatever, whenever you're working, just know that your faith in Christ impacts everything that you do. Yeah, we're going to jump right into it today. we got an action-packed show with a couple of phenomenal ladies that have ministries that we just wanted here on I Work For Him for you to find out about. In studio today, we've got Jane Moore Sweat. She's the president and founder of Women with Purpose Florida. And we've got Kavita Dot. She, it's Dat, president and founder of the Gospel Exchange Hope to Humanity. And you're going to hear from these ladies, and we're going to do it, you know, we're just going to do a round robin. You're going to hear about both these ministries, Women, Women with Purpose Florida and Hope to Humanity. These are organizations that you may want to get involved in, and that's why we're highlighting them. And maybe you're listening in a part of the country where you can't get involved directly. Maybe this will give you an idea on a ministry that you can work alongside these guys to multiply it in your part of the country. Kavita, Jane, welcome to I Work For Him. Thank Thank you you for having us. We're, We're excited to have you on, and it's always fun to highlight ministries that are making an impact. Jane, we'll just start with you because you're on my right. Talk to me about 2017, Jane, what would you like to see the Lord do in your life this year? In my life, in your life, particularly uh, to to continue to give me good health, to make good decisions and to have the ability to help the patients and the clients that we are helping. Hmm. And we're going to hear more about that ministry. So the health thing, has that been a concern? Um. Long time ago, yes. Okay. Yes. Well, and eventually we all, our health will fail, but it's it's great to say, Lord, I just want to be able to run right to the end. I want to drop dead running in ministry. And that's why I like to see my myself going, but you never know if you get that opportunity or not. But I, I, I try to convince the Lord of that all the time. Kavita, talk about yes. your life. Talk about what you would like to see the Lord do in your life in 2017. Um, in 2017, I believe that I'd like to see him um, just mold me and break me in different ways. I believe that um, at the ending of the year, I have kind of like a process at the ending of each year. I kind of take some time to just reflect as I go into the upcoming year. And um, I just want to get closer to the Holy Spirit. 
that's really the that's really what's in my heart for this year because I know for me personally ministry flows out of that intimacy with God so I'm always desperate to be in that place with him personally you know, you know how hard is you guys are both running ministries how hard is it in this crazy world Jane how hard is it to to run a ministry and balance all the other demands of life I think it's difficult to a certain degree, but I think also if you um, not only go to church, read your Bible, um, I've gotten into the habit of listening to Joel Olstein almost every day because I'm in the car a lot. And you always get something from that. And I just totally believe that we have to live a godly life, certainly. Talk to me about Jane Morsweat. Talk about Women with Purpose Florida. What is this all about? Uh, Women with Purpose is an organization. We are a 501c3. I started it in 2012. I quit my job after having worked with an oncology office for over 20 years. And... um, The reason I quit my job is because a new company came in and it was getting to be more about the money as opposed to the actual patient. And I had patients that we were helping and then all of a sudden I'm told we can't help them anymore. I stayed there for a year and a half and uh, my blood pressure was going crazy. Uh, I was gaining more weight and uh, my eye was twitching. So I thought, I can't do this anymore, and I used to love my job. So when I quit, I had about a week of going around in circles, and then about 3 o'clock in the morning, I woke up and I said, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to start my own foundation. And with a group of about five other women, and they were like all over it, yes, we will do this. And so right away we started um, having fundraisers, we decided that we would help cancer families in our community with non-medical financial assistance. We help with their rents, their mortgages, electric bills, car insurance, car repairs, car payments. Everybody in our group, which has now grown to about 23 women, we will buy grocery cards and we will buy gas cards. Those are two major items that a lot of people don't realize that if you're on food stamps, you cannot buy personal hygiene items. Right. Toilet paper even. Imagine not having toilet paper as a necessity. Yeah, that, that's a little rough. I know that some people are like it's just to use three sheets every time I go to the bathroom, but that's just a whole other conversation. <laughs> so when you look at, the, and when somebody's got cancer too, a lot of people don't think about this. Okay, somebody gets cancer and the whole family, their life gets, well, it gets overwhelmed and it's hard for, let's just say a, a woman gets breast cancer. Well, it's hard for the husband to function at work because he's, he's so taken. So there's, 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 it's hard. Sometimes the women are still trying to work while they're going through treatments and it, 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 it becomes overwhelming for these people, these families that have cancer. Uh, it's not only overwhelming, it can also time at times lead to divorce It can also, at times, how am I going to get through this? My children are young. Um, I've had a family that has had to downsize their home. Uh, They had three kids. And, uh, you know, each one had a 
the parents each had a car and the older child had a car. Well, three cars, so they got rid of one. I mean, there are things that people can do to help with the anxiety, but it doesn't take it away. Yeah, and it's a tough one. And we're going to hear lots more about Women With Purpose Florida, FL, womenwithpurposeflorida.org. That's their website. Check them out. We've got lots more coming from Jane Moore Sweat in a little bit. But first, then we're going to go to Kavita Dad. Kavita, you've got this ministry called The Gospel Exchange. But what I love yes. about your story is I want to start with the fact that it didn't start here in the U.S. You're from Guyana. I am from Guyana, Now, yes. there, as I grew up, it was called the French Guyana, and there was, I don't know what the other one was called, but so which one were you from? It was British Guyana. British Guyana, okay. Mm-hmm. So they split the, but now the com- the country today is just one country, isn't it's it? It's just Guyana, yeah. Okay. And a lot of people know that as Jim Jones country. Yes, well, I was going to say that too because, you know, in the late 70s, that's right, the Kool Aid was not funny. Yeah. I mean, I made that reference last night in a meeting I had. It's just like, ooh, that's kind of freaky, okay. Yeah. Uh, but a lot of people that aren't 40 yet don't really know about Jim Jones. Correct. So, Kavita, you yes. grew up in Guyana. How did you end up getting to the States? Okay. Um, so, yes, I grew up in Guyana. And after college, I was sponsored by my company at the time. Um, it was a real estate firm in New York. And they sponsored me on an H-1B visa. So that was just a door that God had opened wide for me to come here. And um, that was in 2000. And so that's how I got through the door to the United States. Is that how, had you come to be a Christ follower in Guyana or did that happen after you came here to the States? Well, you know, for me, I think it's kind of like segmented. Um, My walk with God started, I believe, since four years old. Like I had supernatural visitations from the Lord as a devout Hindu. And so um, when I got to the States is when I I started actually going to a church on a consistent basis. So... Kavita, why don't you just talk about what what opened your eyes? Let's just talk about your story to Jesus. What opened your eyes to the story of Jesus? Because you grew up, in a, like you said, in a Hindu family. Yes, I did. Um, we were moderately um, religious, as per se. But um, what opened my eyes to Jesus is that I believe it was just God. Um, I had never questioned the existence of God, but since I was a little girl, four or five years old, when God would just walk into my room, wake me up to commune with him and to worship him, my only question was, who was God? That was the question that I had. Who was God? So I relentlessly pursued that. Um, I read every single book that I could find about God. I read every literature that I could find about God. But one of the questions as a devout Hindu um, during my prayer and devotional times, I would always walk away. And in my spirit, as I look back right now, um, God would always ask me the one question, why do you worship things made by the hands of men? Um, because Hinduism is a pretty much idolatrous worship, sure. mm-hmm. you know. So um, I believe it was just God who just took my heart and ran with it. I like, you know, I, I don't feel like it was something that um, it wasn't like a one day that I am saved. You know, like how some people have one day. Mm-hmm. It was a process. It was years. And you know? that is the way for some people. For some yes. people, that is yes. the case. Yes. So when you got introduced, Mm-hmm. It's just curious. So yes. you were experiencing God, yes. even though you were being brought up in a Hindu family, Correct. which really is a there's I mean, how many different gods are there in the Hindu world? There's like uh, t- uh, technically I've heard three million. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's just a ton. Yes. Yes. So 
How did your parents react to your exploration of the true Almighty God? Um, they have they have been very gracious, and one of the things that I can say is that truly God had opened their hearts to allow me to explore what I was. And for a long time, it was a solitary process because when you're four years old and you're five years old and God is visiting you in your bedroom and waking you up to worship him, when you're looking at the Jesus movie or when you're looking at any kind of thing that relates to Christ and you're weeping because of your sin at five and six, you can't go to someone and say, hey, can you explain that to me? You know, so... um, that went on for a long time in a solitary place in my mind and in my own my own world. No, no one knew about that. But when I had finally started letting my parents know I had an affinity to Jesus and to the cross, they, they never once, not one time, objected. So the Lord moves you to New York. Yes. You really find out who this Jesus is and get to experience him worshiping with other Christ followers. That is correct. Mm-hmm. How did the Lord move you to this ministry called the Gospel Exchange? Okay, so I spent a year in New York City. Uh, I spent a, near, a year in New York, Queens, New York. I was working in Manhattan with the company. And then one year, um, in 2001, I moved to Jersey City. But when I was 12 years old, God kind of works with me with dates. When I was 12 years old, he um, just uh, he had laid a foundation on my heart and said, you're going to launch a foundation at some point t- in your life and he'd given me a name well i thought he had given me a name it certainly was it's not the name now but in 2010 he reminded me of that and so i had written all of those things down in 2010 all of the projects what it was going to look like um and what it was going to be and who it was going to be ministering to it so in 2010 he started to stir that up in me and in 2012 he said it's time to leave jersey city and new york and i left in the june of 2013 so it took some wheels and some turning before i finally made the transition here to florida but i left on the premise of i'm jumping out in faith i left everything behind and i'm going to just jump out and see where god takes me well having grown up in guyana Mm -hmm. did you like the weather in new york (laughs) Well, you got to see snow. You got to experience true cold. Yeah, yeah. And I'm grateful that I got out before the worst two storms. All right, so you don't miss New York I do not. Weather. Okay. I, do, I do not. But you got a chance. Really, yes. in 2013, you got introduced to speaking at a women's conference. What was that yes. all about? Well, I was speaking before that because okay. a lot of the missions work that we were doing, I had already been doing for a long time in collecting clothes and shoes and books and just sending it home to Guyana, but it wasn't under the premise of an organization. I was just doing that on sure. a regular basis. So um, in 2013, um, when I when I came here, um, I just I just I just launched it. You know, I just launched the organization. And this organization is the Gospel Exchange. Yes, it is actually founded as Hope to Humanity DBA, the Gospel Exchange, and in, and. It's funny, Jim, because when I was putting it together, it was really God just putting it all together, putting the pieces together, what it was going to look like, because I had always had a love for writing. And so um, when I I founded it as Hope to Humanity, I had the idea that this was going to be a missions organization. And then God just kind of took it on a different, just added on this aspect of, of... bringing forth the word and that, blogging and writing and that different direction we mm-hmm. will talk about after the bottom of the half hour more with kavita dat but now back to jane more sweat jane you've got this ministry women with purpose fl.org you started i mean you the lord trained you in supporting and ministering to people with cancer and for 20 years in an oncology office 
Yes. However. <laughs> However. Uh, before that, um, I was married, got married at a young age, and right away we went overseas. My husband was an educator, and uh, I taught English as a second language. We lived in Brazil, Germany, and Spain. In 1989, my life fell apart. My husband was diagnosed with AIDS. And I was scared for my life. I was scared for my children. And this, I thought, was a happy marriage. And all of a sudden, it was a big lie. And uh, to make a long story sort of short, um, we are in Spain at the time that he is finally diagnosed. It took a while. And uh, I, I was just devastated and upset and didn't know what I was going to do. And uh, I remember one night turning to the Bible and just, you know, how, how so many people say in their stories, you know, they just open the Bible and, mm -hmm. and that, that verse just hits them and it brings them peace. Well, that's exactly what happened to me. It was like all of a sudden I felt this sense of relief. Did it last a long time? No. It was like I would have to keep going back to the Bible. But also, I would play these little games with myself. You know, okay, if I wad up a piece of paper and it goes into the uh, trash bin, yes, that's a good sign. Um, just, you know, trying to keep body and soul together because we were brand new to this community so there was no one to talk to to confide in so that i mean you, you're facing a lot of things in your marriage i mean that, that was a lot of tough things you're dealing with lifestyle issues you didn't come out and say that you're dealing with lifestyle issues you're dealing with were you a christ follower yet yeah okay so sure. so okay but you didn't know where to turn to in the bible you didn't know but maybe exact... I, you know i was brought up in the church, of course, but also it was not the most important thing to my parents. Okay, let's get the kids to Sunday school and, you know, they'd go home and have coffee. Or, or in their later years, they started going to the church more often. I think probably out of my family, I am I know I am the most devout. Well, no, that's fine. That's a great, that's a great example. So you, you took these how did you get from 89 where your marriage is a mess, you're worried for your life? How, how Take me from there to moving back here and working in the oncology clinic. Um, well, when um, I needed a job, you know, he was very ill and uh, he stayed in Spain for a while and then he came to the States. And when I decided to come to Florida, mainly because my son was going to Eckert College, and I still had two little girls with me. So I knew we needed to be together as a family. And so that's when I came to Florida. And with that change, uh, we came with not very much. Sure. Next to nothing. And uh, my girls will kind of laugh and say they still like cereal because we ate a lot of cereal during that period of time. And I was hired by um, Gulf Coast Oncology at the time, new doctor in town. And um, at the time, I didn't even realize that it was an oncology office. 
but uh, he was just starting his practice and he was extremely good to me to the fact that I could pretty much do what I wanted to do with his his blessings of course and one of those things was to start support groups and I always told him I said I didn't start these support groups for the patients I started it for me because I needed this support as much as anybody sure but um, you know when you're going through cancer it's not like going to your family doctor cancer patients you see them on a daily basis sometimes you see them on a yearly basis you become very good friends with many of them and so many of my friends are a result of having worked in the oncology office and are still friends with me today, many of them. So womenwithpurposefl.org, what is the purpose of that ministry? It is to help these families get through their journey with cancer. And it is to help take away some of that anxiety. It is to help them realize that they're not the only one going through this that there are folks out there that care. And there are so many people that need our help. And that's also one reason why I truly believe we need to give where we live and then give to national organizations. If you can't help the person that's behind you in the grocery line or the person that's sitting next to you that may need your help, or your brother or your sister, whoever, then, you know, we're pretty poor human beings at that point is kind of my feeling. But it's hard, you know, it's hard to know where to give. I mean, there's there's a lot of organizations out there. It's hard to know who's really impacting, who's, I mean, and that's why we've got you guys on the air today. Well, um, and I've done a fair amount of speaking to different groups, and I always tell them, Pick one that is your passion. Right. You know, a lot of people give to dogs and children. A lot of people need to go on the 990s and look up to see where that money's going. We're talking today with Jane Morissette from the ministry, womenwithpurposefl.org. And you just heard the story of how the Lord got her to the position where she started a ministry touching the lives of families where somebody in the family's got cancer. And you also heard a little bit from Kavita Dett about her ministry called The Gospel Exchange and how the Lord started speaking to her as a child in a third in a in a developing nation that used to be called third world nation, but in a place where she was a, she was grown, being brought up Hindu, but yet the Lord reached out to her. And I have heard many people who've grown up in Hindu and Muslim households where where the Lord just reached out to them in dreams and and it's that's just something that happens, and it's fantastic. And Kavita, I want to jump back into the gospel exchange sure. because I know it's a passion, but I want people to help. I want to help people understand what is it all about. Okay. So tell us what what is what is your what's the purpose behind the gospel exchange? Okay, so um, hope to humanity is what we, we actually founded it as, and um, as as we were going along founding that organization, God laid the gospel exchange on my heart. I didn't know at the time. Um, this was in uh, 2015 
what that purpose really was going to be. But it is one organization. It facilitates two separate functions. Okay. Hope to Humanity, and uh, anyone can find us at hopetohumanity.org. That deals with the missions aspect of what we do. The Gospel Exchange deals with the media, as per se, aspect of what we do through writing and blogging. And the reason why I wanted that aspect is because um, coming... Um, Coming from Guyana, you know, when I when I've gone back to Guyana, I've I've seen and I've heard how compromised Christianity really is. Not only in Guyana, but it's here as well. Yeah, that's for you know, sure. it's very watered down. And the Lord had spoken to my heart a long time ago about writing and about speaking truth. And I think that that's a powerful medium where you can um, just let people know what truth is, you know, biblical foundational truth. So the Gospel Exchange facilitates that aspect. We have three blogging platforms. One is geared towards teenagers. One is geared towards where pastors um, and people who are completely vetted um, can blog. People can get involved in that. And there's uh, my personal blog, which is called Bedroom Stories with the Lord. That's where my um, relationship with him started, was in my bedroom. And it was a very intimate, very close relationship. So that's a devotional blog. Hope to Humanity's got several projects going on. We've got the Scarlet Card Projects, which deals with uh, ministry um, to juveniles, um, kids in the prison system, uh, kids in orphanages. We've got street ministry. We've got ministry to teenagers, ministry to the indigenous communities there in Guyana. And what that does... So all of this is going on in Guyana. Yeah, all of this is going on in Guyana. And at the moment right now, um, I'm working along with a couple of other ministries and the Department of Juvenile Justice to get into the prison system here. So we were just cleared for that, to be able to mentor the girls here. Here in Tampa Bay? Here in Tampa Bay, yeah. Here in Tampa Bay, there's two girls' facilities. So I'm working on the details with that right now. So I'm going to try to build a team to get in there. So let's just, I mean, you said so many things. I know, I'm sorry. No, no, you don't have to be sorry. I mean, it's exciting, (laughs) all the different things you got going on. But So the Gospel Exchange really is, like you said, your media platform where you're blogging, you're just trying to get people's attention, get them to think through things, get them to to flesh out what's the passion on your heart. Mm -hmm. And also what is important is that, and this is where it really stems from, as, as a young girl, as a Hindu girl, I didn't know where to go to to find answers. So if you go onto the Gospel Exchange website, there's the uh, there's a part that says there's a page that says I'm new explain it to me so I had a lot of those questions in my own spirit that I could not find answers for so if there's somebody new and struggling as to how to find Christ there's a lot of questions what is salvation what is holiness who is Jesus what is sin all of these different things so that's really the heart of it is to bring that forth to someone who may not know how to find him Who's struggling from a different culture? And it's not even a different culture. It's just struggling to find him, struggling to find answers. So, How difficult is it for you mm-hmm. going back to Guyana as, mm-hmm. as you've been in the States now a very long time? Yes. How I hard know. is it to go back and to see the, your, your family, your friends, the, the people of your country still kind of suffering in some, some pretty tough conditions? Um, it's... 
it's difficult. It's difficult to watch that. And I think every time I go home, it, you know, I'm kind of like that person. Like if I'm here, I'm here mentally, spiritual, physically. When I'm there, I'm in the zone right there. So I'm always, you know, looking around. And what's been really good is that I've been able to partner with a lot of churches on the ground there. So I have a wonderful um, friend who um, provides Bibles. So every time we go down to Guyana, like we just shipped out a container of clothes and shoes and books and Bibles. We just shipped home like 500 Bibles. So the premise is that when we go down there is to host a service. At the end of the day, Jim, we want to make sure you have an encounter with Christ. I don't care what I do, how I feed you, how I clothe you. I want you to be able to come into contact with Jesus Christ himself. How do you help promote flourishing, though, in their lives? Because when, mm-hmm. when we, you know, sometimes people yeah. that are given stuff don't necessarily understand, you know, they're, they're stuck in this, they're stuck in mm-hmm. this suffering kind of spot. And to give them authority to pull themselves out of it. I mean, what kind of training are you doing with these teens to be able to say, hey, God gave you a purpose? I mean, what are you doing to help them not reproduce this, the, the lives that they've been, they see being lived all the time? Okay, so one of the things that I know that God has led me to is to work with pastors there on the ground. And so whenever I'm on the ground, we make sure that we are in there doing workshops with them. We're in there just bringing the Word of God, um, just bringing them to a place of um, just on a consistent basis, you know, being able to be ministered consistently, which is the heart of what it is, because sometimes when you go into a mission field, it's just, oh, let's just go there, and then, you know, missions team go down, and then they come back. And that's what's kept me going back there to Guyana, is that I want to follow through. They need to get into a church. And so I've been able to work with pastors consistently, consistently, throughout the times. And they can find out more about your ministries, thegospelexchange.org and hopetohumanity.org. Yes. you got two different websites. That is correct. All right, back to you, Jane Morissette. And talking about your ministry, womenwithpurposefl.org, where does that name come from? Um, well, like I said earlier, our um, when I decided we were going to do this, and I had about five women that were on board with it, and uh, we just started coming up with a name, and uh, we played around with it, and uh, it just evolved. One of our members was the one that really came up with, with the name, and we love, we started off with women with a purpose. We took out that A because it's not just one purpose. You got lots of things you're we doing. We got lots of things going on. <laughs> so let's go back to that. Let's remind people. So Jane's got this ministry, womenwithpurposefl.org. What is the driving passion for helping families where one person in the family is going through cancer? And how did the Lord lay that on your heart? I really don't know. Well, it was through a job. I mean, he gave you a job, but that job well, was, he gave me you that. just thought it was just a job, but God was training you for ministry. You know, the funny thing is, though, this was never just a job. Right. Because it was something that, and it wasn't just a job for me, but many of the folks that I worked with, the doctors, the nurses, the medical assistants, I mean, I don't know how many times... Um, I've heard people say, you know, how can you work there? You know, you deal with really death and dying every sure, day is what, what you what it amounts to. But when you 
when you work in a situation like that, I think it not only brings you closer to God, you know, I, my friend over here um, is so wonderful to be able to have had that vision and that person to come to her when she's four or five years old. I think that's totally amazing. And for so many of us, and especially I think, you know, if you don't have a strong faith base, you're not going to heal very well or not at all. And I've seen that one of the first. One of the first what? Support groups I gave. There was a young woman there who she had no belief in God or spirituality, nothing. So she had no hope. And she didn't. She died soon thereafter it is amazing how our spirits when they are lost mm-hmm. when people have no hope i mean it it, it is a, it becomes toxic our environment our human body environment becomes toxic to itself but sometimes people are amazing and they have all kinds of hope and they die they still die i mean it, it, this one of the, that's a tough rea- that's a tough reality but we all all healing on earth is temporary Yes, but the other thing, too, there are so many cancer patients that will go through the chemotherapy, the radiation, because their family wants them to do it. Right. And I I mean, I wish I could have, should have written a book about all the patients that I met and just the way they dealt with it. And I had one lady one time come up to me, and she always used to come in. She looked absolutely fabulous, her makeup, her hair, everything. And she, and I said, you know, you always look so great when you come in, and how are you doing? And she says, I'm only doing this for my family. I want to go. I'm tired. Mm. You know, how how do you react mm. to to things like that by the way you just said on the air in front of thousands of people that i should have written a book the lord heard yes. that too and he's calling you to write a book because yes. it yes. books of encouragement for people suffering from cancer and we know that cancer could be there's so many different kinds of cancer so many different ways it can impact us so many different stages of cancer yet you've got your workplace every day is ministering to those families that are suffering because one of their loved ones has cancer what is your favorite part of the ministry that you get to do? Just helping people. Maybe, um, let me, can I give you an example? Of course you can. Right Let's, now, sure. I, I have a young woman. She's in her mid-30s. She has two children, two little boys who are absolutely adorable, nine- and four-year-old. Uh, she started off with a sarcoma that was in her hip, went to her lungs, and now it's in her brain. Um She's divorced, so she's a single mom. Her church has rallied around her pretty much. However, it's an incredible story. However, however, um, I have she moved from a really not good environment to a new place and the thing I feel bad about for the boys is there's not a playground there or anything. So, you know, I have a grandson that, that's very local. So it's like, okay, 
Saturday we're going to go over there and, you know, see if I can rally those boys and take them with us and do something with them. But I'm trying to get her bunk beds for the boys, um, a couch. Actually, I have them. It's just a matter of muscle to get them there and everything. But, um, I mean, she's an inspiration because she is not going to give up. And, you know, she's done everything she can do chemotherapy-wise, but, you know, I'm I'm going to probably blow some people away because there are unconventional ways of healing cancer. Mm. And, and we've just met today for the very first time, but this woman you talk about, I know her. Okay. And she is a courageous woman. And yes. she has been surrounded by amazing people. And it's that surrounding around those people suffering with cancer that that's the ministry you guys bring to bring hope to bring encouragement i mean it's powerful and you're hearing the stories of these two ladies today kavita Dat and jane moore sweat two ladies that their workplace is a place of ministry and they're touching the lives of people right here in tampa bay and all the way across the world to guyana kavita i'm going to give you these couple of minutes to share how people can get involved in the gospel exchange and hope to humanity what is your biggest needs for these two ministries the gospel exchange and hope to humanity okay so hope to humanity i think the biggest need at this time i mean i often say it's the needs of the people you know um right now we are shipping out a lot of stuff, a lot of books, clothing, shoes. And so it takes a lot of finances to do that. I haven't been able to do a lot of fundraising in the last seven months since we've launched because I've been doing other stuff within the ministry. But um, if they go onto our websites, there's three ways that they can get involved. Number the one, websites would be thegospelexchange.org and hopetohumanity.org. That is correct. And regardless of which website they're on, the support page will land them to how they can get involved. Number one is definitely to pray for us. We we want them to do that for us. The second thing is to financially donate to us. Um, and everything is tax deductible. All finances come in as hopetohumanity.org. That's what it was founded as. And the third thing is that throughout the year, we collect. We will go out to whoever's got clothes, books, shoes, anything that is good and usable uh, to be able to channel that into the hands of kids. You know, if they want to get involved in terms of the gospel exchange and blogging and writing, if they have a heart for writing, and a heart for that kind of ministry and bringing forth the word to people, they can certainly email me at info at thegospelexchange.org, and I'd be happy to respond. And there's a vetting process for that as well, so they can certainly get involved in that. Kavita Dett, thanks for being an I work for him today. It's a pleasure being here, Jim. Thank you. Jane Morissette, womenwithpurposefl.org, a ministry where you're touching the lives of people right here locally in Tampa Bay that somebody in their family is suffering from cancer. How can people get involved in your ministry? What are some of the ways? They can donate lots of money to us. <laughs> <laughs> we need money. Support our yeah. our fundraisers that we have. Um, like I started to say also early in the show about people that are on food stamps, you cannot buy personal items, cleaning items, uh, toothpaste, toothbrushes, things like that. Just amazing things that we use every single day. And uh, so we have been collecting those and I've been taking those to our patients. Um, we just, I just would love to have everybody take 
time in your day to really, you know, talk and listen to the people that you are making contact with because you have everybody has a story. Everybody has a story. Even if you think you don't have a story, you have a story. Everybody needs a purpose. We have shirts that live with purpose because I truly believe we all need to live with purpose and God is part of our purpose. A lot of people that will be passionate about your ministry are people who have experienced cancer in their lives or the lives of their family members. Those would be people that would be naturally attracted to what you're doing because they know how much it touched their lives when people helped them during that time. Do you get a lot of volunteers like that? Do you need more volunteers? I have I have a lot of volunteers, and we always are, are looking for new members, and we're always looking for out-of-the-box way to earn money, to fundraise. It's just been phenomenal in the short period of time that we have had this ministry, this foundation, and we've given out over $150,000. In, in five years, less than five years. We're into our fifth year right now. But it takes a lot of money because most of our patients are trying to live on Social Security. Right, right. It's and, tough. Yeah. You live on $720 a month. See it, how far you'll go. Not in this state. Not, no. not nowhere here in Tampa Bay. Pretty easy. Nowhere. Jane Morris Sweat with Women With Purpose, FL.org. Thanks so much for being an eye work for him today. Thank you for having me. And it's been a pleasure to be here with both of you. I appreciate been, it so much. Been a lot of fun. It is, uh, you know, when you look at the ministry opportunities that are around us, there are, there's unlimited ones. What's the one that you're called to? As you listen to us today, are these two ministries ones you need to plug into? Thegospelexchange.org, hopetohumanity.org, womenwithpurposefl.org, wherever it is, we need to recognize that, you know what? The enemy is, takes the battle for the souls of our coworkers and employees very seriously. Do you get involved? Fight for those souls. Let them know how much Jesus loves them. You've been listening to I Work For Him with your host, Jim Brangenberg. I'm a Christ follower. My workplace, it's my mission field. But ultimately, I work for him.